Hey, Lisa, can you hear me? Okay, I can hear that. <laughs> okay, this is cool. I don't think we're live yet because it says tap here to share your live show. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, technical difficulties. Sorry about that. I know. Can you hear me okay? Because I'm just using, I had earphones in, but I can't figure out how to use those. So I just have you on speaker. Yeah, I hear you fine. Can you hear me okay? I can. All right. Well, let's hope this records. Uh, <laughs> I'm new at this too. So, you know, I guess we'll see what happens, right? <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll clip tap here to share your live show and then we will just get started. Does that sound good? That sounds great. It looks like it shows like there's people on. That's why I was like, I don't know how this thing works, but. Oh, maybe we're on live already. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tap where it says, and then we'll see what happens then. Okay. Hi, Lisa. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, so um, Lisa and I met through our online skincare businesses that we really love so much. So where do you live, Lisa? I am in Northern Virginia, so I am in technically Sterling, Virginia. Okay. Um, Chad and I lived in Fairfax. Gosh, it was, I guess, right the year before we got married. So, oh, okay. 2006, I guess. Um, are you from there? Uh, I'm a Maryland girl. Okay. Grew up in Maryland, moved here from Baltimore Aww. in 2000. Well, I moved to Arlington from Baltimore in 2011, I think. So I've been in Virginia since then. Cool. Did you move there for your job? I did. I did. Cause I was, um, I was commuting from Baltimore to Arlington five days a week for work. And it was, um, like two and a half hours each way on public transportation. Oh my goodness. Plus traffic. Yeah. 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 I, and then not to mention, you know, the, the money I was spending to tra- commute cause I'd take commuter trains and the metro. And it was just, and then I'd pay for parking, had to pay for the train tickets and the metro every day. It was a lot. So I was like, well, it's time to move. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I bet you're glad. How far are you from work now? Um, I, well, I primarily work at home. I do have an office here in Reston, um, but in the last year it has been closed. Um, I'm not really sure when they're planning to open that back up. Uh, probably in the near future. Has it so been, I'm primarily at home. Yeah. Has it been okay working from home? It has. I mean, I'm used to it. You know, we, I've had the option to do it really for the last 10 years anyway. Um, so it wasn't necessarily new. It's just new that it's so much of it. Um, and I ended up realizing in the past year that my office space at home wasn't really conducive for five days a week working at home. Um, cause I was only used to working a couple days a week at home and then traveling or in the office the other day. So have had to make a couple of updates to just my general workspace. Yeah. Oh, so it's more, yeah, ready for you five days a week. Um, yeah, because, yeah, you know, when I set it up, I set it up on the main level of our home, and I just bought, like, a little writing desk, which, you know, they're kind of, they're small. They're made for just, like, sitting down with a notebook and writing. And once I factor in the extra monitor and the laptop stand, the keyboard and all the things, it's just not big enough. Yeah. So did you move to a bedroom or? Um, I still kept the office in the same space. I actually just upgraded my desk is what I did. I went and got one of those like 
desks that can be, first of all, it was bigger. It was a big corner desk, but it's like convertible sit or stand so that I could, you know, move throughout the workday. That's nice. Yeah, it was um, one of my favorite purchases probably because it really has, I do a lot of presenting in my job. And um, I, if you've ever done any kind of like presenting to other people, your energy level is just up, is increase exponentially in your style um, when you're standing. So Mm -hmm. it really is good for that. Oh, cool. Um, Now tell me what you do exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I work, um, but do a couple things. Obviously I have my skincare business. I'm super passionate about that. I do um, in my spare quote unquote spare time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my primary nine to five, I work in corporate or for a global software company and I am the head of, learning strategy for, um, one of our, our, our software solutions. Oh my gosh. That's just awesome. I mean, and I totally don't even know what that means. I'm just so impressed by how it sounds like a big fancy title, but really, you know, I'm responsible for the, so that we have the, the product and I determine like, how are we going to, how are we going to help sell it? How do we, I'm technically like a, a, what we call an evangelist for it, like a technology evangelist where you're like a cheerleader for the technology. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of determine like, how do we show up? How do we sell it? How do we go to market with it and all the exciting things. And then my job is to get people excited about the solutions, people inside my company and outside my company, whether they're customers or prospective customers. That's so cool. Oh, that's amazing. So how did you get into that? Did you go to college for that? Or what was your life like? So you grew up so, in Maryland, then you went to college. Where did you go? Yeah, I went to um, uh, Hood College in Frederick, Maryland. Oh, I know yeah. Frederick. I'll have to tell you a story about that in a minute. Oh, good. I love when people know, like, my little I, – I grew up in a town called Mount Airy, and then I went to college in Frederick. Um, and then I moved to Baltimore just to kind of try something new, but, um, I have worked in software. So I started working for, uh, as an intern in a professional development department for a staffing company. And I did that in college. Um, so my degree is in psychology Okay. and I was like, how do you, I knew I didn't want to be a psychologist and I'm like, how do I get an internship in something? I need an internship. I need to start working. And my friend worked for the staffing company and she's like, Oh, I need an intern in professional development or training department. And I ended up being a training coordinator for there. And I loved watching the trainers teach the classes. They taught recruiters and salespeople. And it was so fun to like watch the energy in the room and see the way that the students, um, you know, were receptive to the, the teaching style, the trainer. And I was like, man, I want to be a trainer. And, um, and that company, you can only be a trainer if you hadn't been in the field doing that work for a set amount of time. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to teach it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I ended up finding a software company. And in 2000, I guess it was 2007 was when I, I ended up being working for a software company as a consultant and um, did that for a few years. And then I realized that of all the things I was doing, I still really love teaching. I love training customers on software. And um I ended up wanting to try something new and honestly wanting to make more money. So Mm -hmm. I sought out a new role, didn't know what this company did, but I ended up getting hired and I've been there since 2010. That's awesome. So did you graduate college 2007? I graduated in 2000. Let's do math here. 2005, I guess, technically. So I interned 
in from like 2004 to 2007, I think is where I like I started as an intern and then ended up hiring me. And that was like my first corporate job as a training coordinator. And then I moved into software because I moved into software because I one I wanted to teach and two I wanted to travel. And I knew that software trainers travel a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so cool. Well, that's great. Well, um, yeah. So talk about your traveling because you know. I do the traveling as a flight attendant, but you do it on the other side as the business traveler. And did you say you travel about 75% of the time? Yeah, most of my career is um, at least 75 at a minimum. I will say there got to be points where in my implementation consulting days, I was traveling probably like 95% of the time. Oh, wow. Um, and because it just depended on like the project that I was working on. So I would be flying out on like Mondays a lot of time, my first few years I was going east coast to west coast all the time mm-hmm. and I would like leave on Monday fly out west work Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and then fly home on Friday and then empty my suitcase wash everything put it back in and head again on Monday that's so cool that's very similar to my life you know it's always kind of Right it's, always, <laughs> it's always there. I know. Actually, I, this is how like, I feel like crazy I am. One year, a couple years ago, my, my, my grandmother was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, I really want a luggage rack. Cause I just don't want to put my, my suitcase on the floor anymore. Yeah. Just a luggage rack for my bedroom. And I love it. <laughs> you want to feel like you actually live there instead of just like visiting your room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and also like, I think of, I'm not like a germaphobe by any means, but I also would get, I know where the suitcases get tossed around and in all mm-hmm. sorts of environments. So I was like, I don't want to, when you're packing, I'm like, I don't want to just set it on the floor because then you could bend over. I'm like, and I don't want to stick it on the bed because I don't want the germs. Yeah. So I was like, luggage rack is where it's at. <laughs> I know. And I love using those in the hotel room too, um, to keep the bag off the floor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you probably keep like, your toiletries and stuff are already pre-packed, so packing becomes a little bit easier because half your stuff is already yeah. bagged up and go, right? Yeah, it's so funny. It's so easy for me to pack for a work trip. Like, a vacation trip is just, like, a whole other story. You know, like, a work trip is, like, my bag is so light. Like, I just have a pair of pajamas, um, you know, a shirt. Well, I'm only gone. I'm gone a little less than a whole week, so I don't have – you know, and I'm in, in my uniform most of the day. <laughs> so yeah. I have like a shirt or two, a pair of pants, a pair of shorts, bathing suit, and flip flops, you know, and that's basically it. So, but then vacation's a whole nother story. I'm like, yes. Six pairs of shoes because I don't know what I'm going to wear. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you're like, well, we don't know what we're going to do. And then day outfit, night outfit. Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, um, do you travel just in the U.S. or all over? I have been fortunate enough to be global. So I have, um, luckily, I've been so lucky, honestly, that I was able, I've been able to see the world on somebody else's dime, essentially. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, what are some of the cool places you've traveled? Or do you have a favorite or anything like that? Oh, gosh, that's so hard. Anytime you tell people that you travel, the first question people always ask is they say, well, what's your favorite place? And you're like, oh, I love all the different places for different reasons. Yeah, Um, it depends on where your hotel is located sometimes. Right, right. City, It just might be like where you are. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, You know, I think that there are I've been 
I've been to some really small towns in the U.S. that, like, I probably wouldn't have gone to on my own. Like, I would never pick to say, like, oh, I'm going to go on vacation to this little tiny town. Like, but I've ended up there for work and ended up, you know, loving it. Um, like I, this is so random, but like one of my favorite little towns was when I got to work in Altoona, Pennsylvania. It's a little like railroad town. Um, one of their specialties at this local restaurant is they put French fries on salads, which sounds weird. That sounds good. It was, it was delicious. Um, but I just, I think the people, I just bonded with the customer that I was there teaching and I was there so much that I just adored that little town so much. Um, yeah. But, sometimes the people, like the people who you meet there or who you're working with, you know, like that too kind of makes the trip, you know? 100%, 100%. But, you know, I I love the small towns, but being able to go to like international was just amazing. And also I I, I learned, I feel like you learn so much about yourself and what you're capable of and just your own things that you can accomplish and do when you travel solo to a place where English is not the primary language yeah I bet I mean I need to go do more international travel that's like a goal of mine um I wanted to do it this year but then I chickened out with everything I was gonna we were gonna do an international anniversary trip last week or this week but um kind of chickened out with all the COVID stuff going on but um yeah, I, that is a goal of mine for next year, hopefully. Um, the last, Where were you thinking? Well, I mean, we were kind of all over the place. We like looking for deals and stuff, you know, so we're kind of open to wherever we may land type of thing. But um, we were kind of looking into Greece. My husband's a quarter Greek, um, and that's a place I haven't been. So it's like, well, that would be fun. It'd be new for both of us. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Have you been there? I have not, and that's on – funny you mentioned that because that is a place that um I have not been and my boyfriend and I when we were trying to figure out we wanted we did want to do an international trip this year um but to your point we got a little shy about just because of everything going on but Greece was one of the places that we were we were looking at yeah cool we'll have to figure out if you know if we end up going, you know. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to let me know. And I have some friends that – I have a good friend of mine at work who is from Greece, and, like, he goes and spends, like, two months over there every year in different places. So if you need recommendations, yeah. I know people who can help you. Neat. Well, have you been anywhere international with COVID lately, and is that hard with, like, the testing and all that? I have not. Um, our last international trip was March of 2020. I had to go. It was right when everything was heating up and I needed to go over to um, uh, Heidelberg, Germany. Mm. And um, we kind of went back and forth. We're like, do we go? Do we not? And then uh, and I say we. So I was going for work and then my boyfriend was coming with me because when we do international trips, sometimes like depending on the location, he'll come with me if he can make it work with his schedule. Um, so the last international trip we did was Germany. Um, and at that point, nobody was really wearing masks regularly. And, um, you know, I, we got there and I, you know, I get on the plane, I had all the Lysol wipes because at that time you could find them (laughs) and like wiping everything down and all of that. So I have not, um, had to experience anything with like the extra testing. I have some friends have done it and said it was pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Um, but we just haven't haven't done that yet. Yeah. Oh, that's so neat. Um, you guys got to do that though before everything got a little crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. I'm so. That's what we we like the whole time when like lockdowns happened. We we're like, gosh, 
we're so thankful that we at least had that one last little hurrah of adventure into um, uh, Heidelberg, which is just such a lovely little cute town in Germany. Um, so we were glad that we had that one last adventure. <laughs> yeah, I really want to get back to Europe. My last time was, you know, crazy how time goes by. Um, so I studied abroad in Italy in Florence in 2002, and that's kind of what got me into the travel bug. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and it's been like almost 20 years, and I haven't been back. And you know, you, oh, you gotta go. I know, I know. But I think, yeah, I think now, soon, you know, will be a good time. My kids could even possibly go. They're like 10 and almost eight, you know, so it would be fun to do some educational, you know, trips like that too with them. Um, yeah. So tell me about your kitty cat. We both have, (laughs) we both have a love for our cats. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We, um, so we now have two, we have a new pandemic pet. Um, so we have had a, he's seven now, seven year old Himalayan cat named Chessie that we adopted in, well, we've had him for most four years now, I think. Um, the and one. he's the white one, right? Yes. Yep. The, the white one. Yep. He is like my fluffy boy. He's a mama's boy. <laughs> um, he, you know, when I was traveling all the time before everything happened, I feel like that's like the line to say, um, when I was traveling all the time, like he, you know, he would settle for dad, right? Like go, he would like snuggle up with my boyfriend. <laughs> but when I think it was more so of him like staring at him going, what did you do with her? Where's, when's mom coming back? Uh, <laughs> So we have him, and then just about a little over a month ago, we just added another Himalayan to our family. Ooh. Um, and her name is Coco. She's currently snoozing right now in front of me. Ah. And she is a seal point. She looks like um. If you remember the um, you remember the movie Homeward Bound. Um, I don't know that I ever saw that. What? Oh, (laughs) girl, you need to look that up. That's one you can watch with the fam. Okay. Super cute. Um, so she's looks like the sassy cat from that movie. Aww. Did you do they get along? Uh, we're working on that. Yeah, <laughs> they are. When we adopted her from another, we adopted her from a family. It was a private adoption um, from a family who's in the military and they travel a lot. And they just said she gets too stressed with all their moves. And um, and they told us like, oh, she's great with other cats and um, dogs and kids and all of that, which I believe because she's super friendly. Um, and when we adopted Chessie, he, we didn't know a lot about his story other than he was owned by, um, an elderly couple who had two other cats and that they had. And then I guess the couple had passed and the family decided not to keep the kitties. Um, and so we assumed that he would be fine with cats. So it's a process with introducing two cats. Have you done that process of introducing two Uh, kitties? No, growing up, we got our cats from my grandma. She used to have litters of cats, lived out in the country. Um, so they were brother, sister, and so they were good, you know? Um, and then we had a black lab raven, not a cat, but then we got a kitty cat named Bella and we thought, cause Raven was so sweet. We're like, Oh my gosh, they're just going to be adorable. And Bella just would smack the dog around <laughs> and just was not going to be BFFs. Um, but I think they enjoyed each other's companies. Like when we were gone for, you know, a day, you know, they, they probably enjoyed not being alone is what I tell myself. Yeah. Um, 
but we, yeah, right now we just have the one cat. So I don't, I feel like he would be very loving to another cat, but I don't know. They react differently to other cats than they do to you. Cause you know, my cat's real snuggly with me, but yep. our family, but maybe it would be different if we brought a new cat in. I don't know. Yeah, it's, you know, that's what we, we thought too. Like we were like, oh, well, he has sisters before and he's so lovey. We're like, he'll be super nurturing. And we, I, you know, we, you're, it's supposed to be like a gradual introduction, but the day we brought Coco home, like she was, got comfortable really quickly in the home and just seemed so at ease that we were like, oh, well, let's try an introduction. And it was, there was some growling and, you know, she's hissing at him and all that stuff. So, we separated them and then waited a few days and we tried again to introduce them and it was fine for like two days and then things got really heated and she, <laughs> she attacked him when he was sleeping. I guess he was in a spot she wanted Aww. and she just like, I think she just went after him and neither of them was backing down. So we're like, okay, we can separate them again. <laughs> and now I think that so we separated them for a few days we introduced him again and then she was like, okay, like she was calm. And then he like took a cheap shot at her. Like she turned her back. Like she was like, all right, I'm done with you after he was growling at her. And then he like swatted her. <laughs> so we were like, okay. So we're in the process now of we have baby gates uh, <laughs> on the door. And so every night we have one kitty in here with us and the other on the other side of the gate. And we like mutually feed them a treat at the same time with the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, but they're still, I wouldn't trust them in the same room because they still scuffle like under the door. To be continued, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So check back with me in a couple of months and hopefully, hopefully they will um, yeah. be at least, they don't necessarily have to be friends, but I just don't want them attacking each other like when we're not around to break it up. I don't yeah. want one of them to the other and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. It's like having siblings you know oh it, <laughs> it is it is totally like siblings like when the two days that they were out free roaming the home I had this really big meeting at work that I needed to be on camera for with like literally all of our executive leaders the cats have been fine all day and then as soon as I turn my camera on they start like rolling around and fighting with each other it's literally as soon as I turn the camera on I'm supposed to be on with these executives and I'm like sorry got a new kitty like <laughs> Like stop it, stop it! Like, oh, that's cute. They probably love that though, because yeah, because we got stuff going on in our house too. So you know, yeah, yeah. It, it's very relatable. Yeah, that's so cute. Well, do you have any um any funny or wild or interesting hotel or airplane stories? If you don't, I totally understand. Oh, I just thought I'd I have here. I have so many. Probably, <laughs> honestly, it's like. When I think back to the travel, I, I do, I, gosh, I miss those days. I really do. Um, the nice being home having a routine, but yeah, I've had some interesting situations happen. Um, the one that I probably share most often just because I, I find it funny is I was, in, you know, my first time going to a country where English wasn't the primary language. I was traveling solo. Um, and I needed to fly into Copenhagen and then take a train. I don't know, like an hour and a half or two hours outside of town to go to this really small town called Hiller Road, which oh, was an wow. adorable little town. Um, get there on a Sunday and um, take, you know, I, I'm 
just trying to navigate there, right? Like I'm, I, I can make it to the, to the airport. I get on the train and I needed to change trains in the station and there's nothing in English. And I'm like, Oh wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh like there's nothing, there's nothing here. Like, how am I going to figure this out? And this is like 2012 when you have a, just a, I didn't have an iPhone. I had a Blackberry. So it's not like I could easily like look something up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know, almost on the verge of tears. Cause I was like, what am I doing? And then I'm like, Lisa, get it together. Crying is not going to get you to your destination. There's nobody at the same station. You just need to trust your gut and figure it out. And so I did it. I got there, get to the hotel. And since it's Sunday, they're like, oh, the restaurant's closed. And I'm like, oh, I'm starving. And it's not like you can just like call and order a pizza. <laughs> um, so the lady tells me, she's like, well, you can walk into town. Um, it's not that far and you can maybe find a restaurant open. So I walk into town. It was maybe, I don't know. It was just under, under a mile probably. Get in there. Most places are closed. I find a spot that is looks like a pizza place. So I go in. Now, most of the time, as you know, when you travel in Europe, typically there's an English version of the menu available. And for whatever the reason, there was not. So I'm looking at this menu and I'm like, okay, so we're guessing because everything is in Danish. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm." and I see something on the menu. It says pizza Bianca. I'm like, oh, I know what pizza Bianca is, right? That's white pizza. Mm -hmm, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so I got this. So I order it. And could, it wasn't like a sit-in restaurant. It was just like a takeout place. So I get the pizza, walk back to my hotel. And at this point, I am starving. And I open it up, and it's white pizza, but there was like some sort of green stuff and a meat on it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I'll just I'll try it. So I'm hungry, start eating it. First bite, you're like, okay, it's not bad. Second bite, you're like, mm, I don't know about this. Like, what what is this meat? Because it's not sausage it's not pepperoni it's not ground beef what am I eating Mm. and I get my laptop out open up google find the menu and figure out that it is duck on the pizza oh interesting and I was like okay apparently I don't like duck duck. have you well it was so like it was not my thing like it was just very I don't know if gamey is the right word. I, I don't, it was in the more I ate it, that like I was like, this is gross. And I picked yeah. it off and ended up, you know, eating around it. And it's kind of dark, right? It is. It is. It was, and it was like this dark little like nuggets of it on the, <laughs> on the pizza. And, um, so I'm like, Oh God. So anyway, so then the next week I had to leave. It was a two week trip. I was in Europe. I left that town and then I had to go over to a place outside of Amsterdam and, um, so I went from Danish to Dutch, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm there, and my students that I'm there to teach, um, on the, teach them on the software, or how to use the software, I'm telling the story of the duck on the pizza. And I'm telling it to them, and keep in mind, again, English is not their first language, and I say, I'm like, yeah, and it was duck. And this woman looks at me, and she goes, oh, oh, she's got a horrified look on her face. She's like, oh, they eat duck there? I didn't know that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, duck. And then I'm thinking, why does she have this? I mean, I know I didn't like it, but why does she have this horrible, horrible yeah. look on her face? And so I looked at her and I said, yeah, like duck, like quack, quack. And because, you know, I don't know how else to translate it. <laughs> and I think, you know, quack, quack, I think is like universal, right? I'm assuming. <laughs> and the lady looks at me. She goes, oh, when you said duck, I thought you meant dog, like woof, woof. 
Oh, and I was like, <laughs> oh God, no! Like I would have been way more upset if it was oh, that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But I was like, oh, so it made me realize that things get lost in translation, and you got to slow down a little bit um, when you're speaking to people who English may not be their first language. Yeah. Oh, that's a cute story, though. Um, when I was in Italy, I think I had tripe, which I think is like intestines, I think. Ooh. Yeah, I need to double check that. It's been a long time, but I think that's what I had. And then I think when I was in eighth grade, I went to England and Scotland and I had haggis, which is I need to look that up, too. But yeah, anyway. definitely have some interesting different food traveling. <laughs> oh, totally. It's like, and sometimes when I go to client sites, like at that particular in the, when I was outside of um, Amsterdam, th- that company was a, they were a dairy company. And um, so when they, they were like, oh, we'll bring you lunch in the room. I'm like, perfect. And so then they're like, oh, they bring sandwiches. And because it's a dairy company, they just bring sandwiches in that are like a slice of bread with some various meats on it. And then literally you could have all the milk and cheese you possibly could want. And there was like fresh oranges. That was like the food every day. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, um, so I did want to tell you the quick story about Frederick, Maryland. Um, so when I was studying around Italy, one of my best friends from my trip, there was only about 20 of us. Um, we went through, I went to William and Mary, but I went through J and U. Um, mm-hmm. And she lived in Frederick, Maryland, and um, she's wonderful. She actually, we ended up after that Italy trip, she was always my girl that planned the trip, and I just followed along. It was great, you know, <laughs> because I didn't have to do anything, and she's so much fun. Um, but after the Italy trip, we we went cross-country, and we ended up staying in Colorado for a summer, in Monument, Colorado, which is um near Colorado Springs. So that was so much fun. And then she ended up after college meeting a guy in New Zealand. So she lives in New Zealand now, but I've been to her house, her parents' house in Frederick a few times. Um, and it's just a cute little town. Actually reminding a lot of my town because it's about the same size. And um, yeah, I just love it. it. It's a cute little, like the little downtown area of Frederick is nice. And if you're ever up there again and even just to stroll through the Hood College campus is super cute. Like I had a really great experience. I didn't, I didn't live on campus. That wouldn't have made sense to me because I only lived 20 minutes from there. Um, but the campus is adorable just to go stroll through. Okay, cool. And, you know, I think one of her friends who's also a friend of mine, Krista, actually went there. So I'll have to find out if she was there the same time as you because I don't know how big of a college that is. Uh, it's, I mean, our graduating class was under 400 people, and that was grad and undergrad. Yeah, I'll have to, I think it was around the same time. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, we might have a connection. Yeah. So um, what about food when you travel? Do you mostly, do you bring snacks or do you just buy snacks at the airport? Do you go look at, res- do you just eat at restaurants? What do you do for travel just in food? Um, I usually bring a few like snacks, like bars or things like that from home, just so I always have something because I don't. I never know when I'm going to get hungry and I, I tend to get hangry really quickly. I go from like zero to hangry very fast. (laughs) Um, So I usually have like bars or whatever. And also a lot of times with um, 
in the mornings, I don't, like, even though hotels offer breakfast, I rarely get up in enough time to be able to get myself ready and go get breakfast. Um, so I have to have something in the room. So I usually have something just to to snack on and, but usually like I'll just eat whatever snacks are handed out on the plane or food on that. I'm like at at a mercy and you know, the different airlines, you know what your favorite snack is going to be on each one. Yeah. I'm the same way. I kind of bring a couple little things, but then I enjoy really eating out. Cause I'm like, that's my treat. You know, like this is (laughs) what I do. Part of it. Do you end up eating by yourself or do you like go out with like the crew or what do you do typically do? Um, it depends like on our day, if we're working like an AM trip or a PM trip, or if we have like a super short overnight where everybody's just like ate at the airport and then we get to the hotel at two in the morning and just go to sleep, you know? But, um, yeah, when we can, I try to eat with the crew as much as possible. I love that, you know, just talking to people and finding out about their lives and, um, enjoying the food and relaxing. Um, but sometimes it doesn't always work out, but that's what I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always prefer to, when I travel with people, I, I have really great coworkers and I, there's certain ones I would travel with more often than not. And I love to dine with them, but I'll be honest, like traveling by myself for work all those years before I had like people to actually travel with. So when I was a trainer, a lot of times I was solo. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed dining by myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I would find a nice place and then I would sit there with the book, have a nice glass of wine, have some dinner. And yeah, like one of my, one of the best meals I ever had was just a random find at, um, uh, in Amsterdam. So if you're ever in Amsterdam, I have the best Italian restaurant to send you to. Okay. Um, and it was like off the beaten path. And I ended up, you know, dining by myself, trying not to draw attention to myself, but happened to order the one meal that is made like table side with like fire and a cheese wheel. <laughs> like come, They like wheel this huge giant, if you like Parmesan, this huge giant wheel of Parmesan to the table. And then they like have soft flambe and they throw the noodles and the sauce in the thing. And then they stir it up to get all the fresh Parmesan all melty in it. And so like everybody in the restaurant's like staring at me because I happened to order that one thing. I was like, don't mind me. Or the best thing on the menu. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I know you don't have all day. You have things you need to do. Um, but I was just curious what you like to do when you're not working, hobbies, and then where everybody can find you on social media if you want to share. Sure. Um, you know, I, I just feel like I have worked so much. Um, honestly, I do feel like my you know, my, I love social media. So I think like outside of work, I'm super passionate about like helping others kind of build their own personal brands and learn how to, I really try to put a lot of effort outside of work into also changing the perception of our industry in direct sales. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, I do a lot of that. And aside from that, you do like a we do a lot of what we call, my boyfriend and I do what we call like adventures where we just like pick a random place and get in the car and go for like a day or whatever, just to explore. Aww, so yeah, I mean, I'm always up for, for an adventure. I'm trying getting back into the swing of things now. I've seen more friends again, which is nice. Yeah, um, good. Are you um going to the, our reunion tour thing for our skincare business in DC in October? I might. I 
I have a couple more things I need to do to be able to get a ticket to it. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm, I'm trying. I think I'm like three things. I think I'm like three new customers away from being able to. Oh, fun. Right to it. So, um, I'm hoping to be able to go to it. I, I think it'll be good to, it's in October, right? Yeah. I can't remember the date, but I'm going to try to go too. I'm excited to see everybody in person and we'll get to meet for the first time in person too. So that's yeah, I'm so excited. I love meeting like inst- my Instagram friends, like people yeah. that I meet online and getting to connect with them like in person is so fun just to be able to take the friendships offline. Exactly. Okay. So I still have a couple more questions and then I promise I'll get off. <laughs> I love talking. I love talking with you. You're so easy to talk to, Allison. Aw, you too. It's so fun. Um, so are you, are you into Netflix and are you watching anything good right now? Um, I am. I'm trying to think. What did I just, I just watched. So what was the last show that I binged? I just binged Dr. Death. Ooh. I don't, did you see that? No, I haven't. Um, I, but that wasn't on Netflix. I think that was on, there's so many of them. I think it was on Peacock. I don't really remember now. I could be totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listened to that podcast of, there's a podcast called Dr. Death. It's a real story, which is a wild story. Oh. And I feel like they did a decent job with, um, the acting and it has a pretty good cast on it. So we, I, that's probably the last thing that I, I binge watched. I think I finished that like last week. Okay. I'll have to check that out. I'm actually binge watching, um, Virgin River right now. Um, oh. I don't know that it's my favorite, but I feel like I'm, it's good and I'm so into it. I'm like, I gotta keep watching, you know? Um, it's one of those things you're like, why do I keep, there's some shows that you end up watching and you're like, why am I watching this? But you keep watching. Yeah, it's cute. It's really yeah. light and like hallmarky, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, cool. Well, where can, do you want to share where people can find you on social media or? Sure. Sure. I am on, um, social media. My Instagram handle is, um, L Bobsty, L B O P S T Y is my um, Instagram handle. You can find me on there. And, oh. You, I always say you can follow me for skincare tips, beauty tips, and fluffy cat pics. Yeah, and if anybody has any travel questions too, you'd be. A oh cool. yes, I I think I have a couple of posts in my grid that I did on just general travel tips. My friends always tell me that I'm like the queen of the random tips and random like gadgets. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I love following you. And this was so much fun. And I'm going to try to turn this off, but to be honest, I'm not sure how. So I hope I don't like delete it or anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's a little, like a, looks like a power button at the top. So we're going to see what happens. Do you want to push it? <laughs> we'll, see, uh, I, we'll see what happens. And maybe we both have to. I don't know. <laughs> okay, you you want to go first? Yeah. All right, thanks so much, Allison. Oh, thank you. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.